Amen. We're going directly into the word of the Lord. I don't know, this last two years has been an eye-opener and such an experience uh, with the pandemic. Um, things that, I've, that I didn't realize that I was taking for granted, but I've learned how to thank God for everything. I mean, everything. I've learned how to thank God for the salt, the pepper. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Things we take for granted. Give me that salt. Give me that pepper. I thank God for everything. Look at somebody say, everything. Oh, yeah. Somebody said, I got to thank you for everything. God, it was God that provided those things. When it got down hard, God always made a way for us. He's always made a way for his people. Am I right about it? Amen. Go with us to the book of St. John, familiar passage of Scripture, the 15th chapter of St. John. I didn't come to preach anything new, just came to remind you of something that you already know. St. John, the 15th chapter, beginning with that first verse. I read from King James, if that's all right with you. St. John 1 through 8. Let's read together in concert. If I drive out, please continue reading with me. St. John 1 through 8, 15, 1 through 8. Let's read together. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in he, the same bringing forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them, and they cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. <laughs> Herein is, not happy about that. <laughs> Herein is my Father glorified, that ye may bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. See? That's, I, mean, I get happy reading the word of God. How about you? That seventh verse says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. My subject is simplistic, but relevant to what God would have you to know. Just look at somebody over your mask, and just, if you have to muffle that, just point at them and say, neighbor, say, neighbor, stick it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we've had to do these last two years and just stick it out there like they didn't understand what you was talking about. But look on the other side of you and just say, stick it out. Mm-hmm, stick it out. If ye abide in me, yeah, 
and my words abide in you. Mm, Stick it out. As a preacher, teacher, speaker, evangelist, whatever you want to call me, I've come to understand that the two most important statements that can, be, that can ever be made in impacting a group of people is the opening statement and the closing statements. If you study the word of God, you will find that throughout the scripture that the summarizations of each epistles, they're always powerful. Things like, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Or uh, like, uh, unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to the only wise God, our Savior. Summarizations are powerful. Brothers and sisters at West Day, we stand here today gazing into the summarization of one of the most, of the most powerful, profound, prolific preacher that this world has ever known. Christ himself. He's bringing to conclusion the final gleanings and thoughts of his ministry while he was here on earth. He's not preaching to the 5,000 who have gathered out to meet him, nor is he preaching the Beatitudes on the Mount of Olives. But he has called together his inner council to inner sanctum of theology that he might impart to final shimmers of wisdom, flickers of light, sparkles of faults, so profound and so powerful that should they taste death, and they did, that they would go down holding to the final words of the master himself as he spoke so profoundly and yet so privately that they might understand the things of God as they face the challenges of life. He starts out his usual text by being somewhat metaphorical and using things that we do understand to explain things that we cannot understand. <laughs> he sets up the stage through an analogy that is equal to and comparative with the growing of a branch from a vine. While we look on the leaves and the fruit thereof and the complexities of the branch and the continuities of the branch to the vine and the feeding process from the branch to the vine and from the vine to the roots and from the roots to the ground and from the ground to the water, we are not supposed to be so preoccupied with the illustrations that we do not see the reality that it goes far beyond the natural. The implication reaches way over into the supernatural, into the spiritual. He starts out by saying that I am. (laughs) I can almost stop right there. Because those first two words reminds me of who he is. (laughs) 
when Moses stood with great perplexities and challenged to go back to Egypt, he said, who shall I said sent me? God too big to be categorized to, to by simplicities of names. He responded and left the options open by saying, I am that I am. You can't bring me down or penalize me to a few syllables of consonants. I am whatever I want to be when I need to be. He said, I am. He said, I am both bread and water. I'm both peace and joy. I'm both the table bread, the shoe bread of the door. I'm the ark of the covenant. I'm the scapegoat. I'm the drink offering. I'm the meal offering. I'm the turtle dove. I'm, the, I'm whatever I need to be. I'm water in dry places. I'm the pillar of fire by night. I'm the cloud by day. I'm the tree that turns the bitter water sweet. I'm your doctor. I'm your healer. I'll be your father. I'll be your counselor. I'll be your father. Then I'll turn around, I'll be the breast of one. I'm the bread of life. I'm the door. I'm the good shepherd. I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm your resurrection. I'm whatever I get ready to be, whenever I need to be, as long as I want to be. Even if you don't recognize me to be or believe me to be, I am who I am. He said, I am. I am. Woo. I am. Time won't allow me to talk about who he is. He said, look at somebody that God said he is who he is. But he says, I am the true vine. Hey. Whenever he says that I'm the true vine, he gives a distinction. The fact that he uses true before and indicates that they are another because it would be stupid or ridiculous to say that I am the true vine if there were no competitors. So the very fact he mentions true, it causes me to wonder about the other vines. My other curiosity is just momentarily because he steps back into the Old Testament and I'll read how Israel was called the vine of the Old Testament. The Bible said that because of their rebellion that he tore down the fences and the dog ravishes the vine and destroyed the crops. But Christ says that he's the reality of which they were only in an abstract. He said, I am the true vine. I'm the real thing. Yes. He said, and my father is the husband man. He tends the field. Let's me know everything that I'm seeing here didn't just happen. It's not just wild. For any time you have a husband, man, uh, there's been some calculated plant growth development. Let's me know that what I'm about to understand is not about to be born through an accident. That this is not wild growth here. This is planted and protected growth. Anytime you have a husband, man, it means that you have an investment. Mm -hmm. It means that you've been planted. It means that you're not here by a mistake. Regardless how you were born or how you got here, it means that somebody planted you. If you've been planted also implies that means that you're also going to be protected. Because nobody plants anything and fails to protect what they planted. It means that I'm not left here to fend by myself. It means I have somebody over top of me who will weed what needs to be weed and dig what needs to be dug. And because my father is the husband man, 
It means, Satan, you're not my husband. You're not in control of my life. It means that you don't have the last say what's going on in my life. It means you may have planted some tares amongst the wheat, but if the father say you got to go, you got to come up out of here. I am the true vine, and my father is the husband man, and every branch that's in me. And as he begins to talk about the branches, he now begins to focus his attention on me. Mm. And he said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. He said, I do not continue to invest in anything that is not productive. He said, I will not allow you to be an outlaw. I will not allow you to be connected to me and not be fruitful. I will not allow you to drain my resource and still end up nothing. He said, if you're going to be connected to me, you've got to birth something. I'm going to check up under your leaves every now and then. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he said, I'm going to take it away. Jesus cursed things for just taking up space. He said, why is this thing still hanging around here? When he cursed it, it didn't look like the curse worked at first. Because that's the way the word works. It doesn't look like the word works when you first speak it. Whether it's a positive word or whether it's a negative word. When you first speak the word, you can say be healed. And the lump may not go down all of a sudden. When you first speak the word, you may say rise up. It may not rise up. It may be cursed, but it may not dry up right then and I can imagine the disciples whispering because you know how church folks do sometimes they were walking with Jesus because he had spoke to the fig tree and he had cursed the fig tree and he kept on walking he didn't even look back and I can imagine how the church folks or his disciples you all know what I'm talking about they, they looked at they looked at it and said, he spoke to the fig tree and nothing happened he cursed it but looked like the fig tree is still standing there oh pastor must be a little tired today he must be loose Today. Come on, church folks, you know how we do, huh? Because you know, last week he raised up Lazarus from the dead. Huh? You remember the, is the woman with the issue of blood, huh? and he stood in the middle of the road, and he sent healing to the centurion's house, huh? but he spoke to the fig tree, and nothing happened. Huh? But on his way back out of the city, the leaves had withered up. The trees, the trees and the had, had turned brown because the word works. Look at somebody and tell them the word works. Come on, tell them the word works. And he says, I will not allow you to receive and become nothing. That's the way it's important. That's why it's important that you get in your Bible and receive the word of God. Tell somebody, I got to have the word. Come on, look at somebody and say, I got to have the word. Well, I began to read on and I smiled and I said, okay, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. And then looked like he narrowed reading the word because you know the word will expose you. We always want to point the word at somebody else, but how many know the word will expose you? Come on, talk to me, somebody. Uh, I smiled and I said, well, I'm okay. And then looked like he narrowed his telescope and he focused his telescope on me. And he says, every branch that's in me that bears fruit. I said, oh, he's talking about me now. But you know, I'm fruitful. 
I'm fruitful. He said, he said, this is what he said. I purge it. I purge it. I said, wait a minute, God. Wait, 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 wait. You going to cut me too? You going to cut, you going to cut me as valuable as I am to the church? All my gifts and all my resources, my talents, and I bring my singing, I bring my speaking, I bring my degree. Surely the church ought to be glad to have my resources here. I'm used to being appreciated. I'm used to, come on, talk to me somebody. I'm used to being celebrated. He said yes, but if you're going to stay over here, I got to cut you too. Tell somebody God's going to cut you too. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean it. Tell he going to cut you too. I said, well, God, explain to me. You cut the other branch because it didn't have any fruit. I understand that. And now I got something going on in ministry. I got some fruit, and you're going to cut me too? I don't understand. He said the same knife, but for a different purpose. Y'all ain't going to help me here this morning. Uh, he said, I cut the first one to separate it. I cut the first one to kill it. But I cut the fruit producing branch to cultivate it. I cut it that it might bring forth more fruit. More fruit. There are three stages to this text. I don't have time, but it talks about fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. Well, let me hurry. In between the fruit and the more fruit, there is a knife. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to go from mediocrity to exceptional productivity, somewhere between the premise, there will be a knife. It's a part of your process and it's a part of your development. That if you maximize your potentials, you cannot be maximized just going through training and teaching or preaching. You can only be maximized as you experience the jagged edge of a sharp knife executed into a painful situation after you have suffered a Wow, y'all ain't helping me in this house. Uh, I know there's a lot of teaching out here that say that you don't have to go through anything. Uh, but the Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, uh, he chaseth. Uh, oh, let me tell you something. Uh, it is a sign to you that you are a son and not a bastard. Uh, it legitimizes uh, your Christian experience. Uh, do I have a witness in this house? Well, let me hurry. Um, there's something about being cut back uh, that is a step in the productivity uh, that you have to go through. Uh, and that's when you really need faith. Uh, you don't need faith as long as you've got fruit. Uh, you need faith when you finally produce a few fig leaves uh, and a few grapes and a few plums and apples and you're holding there with your proud self, uh, holding out your little fruit. Uh, and then something comes along uh, 
Amen. Look like things are getting worse instead of getting better in your life. Oh, that's when you need faith to understand that God is not trying to kill you, but in fact that God is trying to cultivate you. God is cultivating you. Oh, my brothers and sisters, if I were you, let me tell you, if I were you, I would be very careful of what you say when you're going through the stages of cultivation. Be careful of what you say. Be careful that you don't prolong the agony and turn a three-day trip into a 40-year journey with complaining and murmuring. Y'all ain't helping me in here. With complaining and murmuring in your mouth. Be careful. Oh, my God. Be careful that you learn how to compliment God while God is cultivating. And say things like, God, I will trust anybody but you uh, to walk me through this process. Uh, help me somebody in this house. Uh, I know you love me too much to kill me, so this must be for my good. Uh, I don't like it, uh, but I like you. Uh, I don't trust it, uh, but I trust you. Uh, I don't understand it, uh, but I understand you. Uh, I don't know what's going on, uh, but I trust you, uh, and I'm just going to stay right here. Uh, I'm going to stay right here. I ain't going nowhere. Somebody clap those hands and give him a shot of praise in this house. I said give God a shot of praise in this house. Well, I'm lost some fruit. I'm lost some leaves and I don't look so good right now. And people are coming by and they're seeing my stuff laying on the ground. The few little blessings that I had collected look like they've been cut away. I feel like Job, though he slay me. I said, though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. Let me tell you something, sister and brother. That's when you really need trust. When he looked like pulled the knife out. You don't need trust when things are going well. You need trust when it looked like. And he said, oh, if I'm going to get you to the next level, I'm going to have to cut you back. You need trust for changes. You need trust for decreases. You need trust for setbacks. You need trust when things that look like are getting worse and still are getting better. I don't have any trouble trusting you when I understand what you're doing. I need faith when I don't know what in the world is going on in my house. What's going on with my children? What's going on with my money? What's going on in my body? God, what are you? doing with me. I need trust. I need faith. Do I have a witness in this house? Open your mouth and give him a praise. Come on, I said give him a praise. In the balcony, give him a praise. Online, give him a praise. Abraham, he saddled up an ass and told Mrs. Abraham, me and the lad, mm-hmm, we're going up yonder to worship him. He 
the son. Take now thy son, thy only son. Mm-hmm. He takes his son and says, let us in your mind, don't get a picture of a little boy. He's a grown son walking with his dad with a knife and with some wood. They saw a place. He was separated. He separated himself from his servants and said, we're going yonder to worship. Yes. But he said, we will return. Do you see the faith that Abraham had? He was instructed to sacrifice his son, uh, but he told his servants, uh, you stay right here. Uh, We're going up there to worship, uh, but we will return. Uh, You got to have faith like that. Where here goes a grown son uh, walking with his father, uh, walking up with the hill uh, with his dad, uh, carrying the wood. uh, And he said, hey, dad, uh, seem like something is missing. Uh, Abraham said, God said, uh, God himself uh, shall provide the sacrifice. Uh, Isaac realized uh, that he was a sacrifice. Uh, Later in this, uh, Joseph as I learned this by going to Bible study uh, Josephus the historian came uh, came to Isaac uh, and asked him a question uh, how in the world uh, could you go up that hill uh, knowing that your father uh, was going to raise his knife uh, and slay you uh, set your flesh on fire he said it would have been better than I not be born than to be born and not do the will of my father did you hear that today I want to tell you Isaac would not have walked up that hill with anybody else but his father because whomever the Lord loveth he chases you See, when you're in a situation, uh, you got to have the attitude. Uh, I wouldn't trust anybody else uh, to take me through this. Uh, but because you, uh, I've seen the knife. Uh, I've carried the wood. Uh, I know what's going to happen. Uh, and the only way uh, I'm able to endure, uh, I've got to keep telling myself, uh, he loves me. Uh, I know. You're going through a test, but you gotta keep reminding he loves me. I'm crying tears in the middle of the night. Keep telling yourself he loves me. Open your mouth and raise your hand and say he loves me. He loves me. I wouldn't become this vulnerable or transparent to anybody else because he loves me. I wouldn't allow anybody else to cut on me. But because he loves me, and if he cuts me, I'm going to be more. Is there anybody in here? It may be only three people. It may be only two in the balcony. Who I'm preaching to, but you can walk with God through some losses. See, everybody want to talk about the increase, but there anybody, anybody in this house who have lost some things and walk with God, and she said, "Lord, I'm serving you. All I know 
And instead of things getting better, they're getting worse. Instead of going forward, I'm going backwards. And I don't understand what's going on. Yes, I want to tell you something. You show me your faith by what you have. I'll show you my faith by what I lost. You show me uh, your faith uh, by what uh, you gained. Uh, I'll show you my faith uh, by what I walked away from. Uh, I'll show you my faith uh, by what I did without. Uh, I'll show you uh, by what I had to walk away from. Uh, I'll show you uh, by the friends uh, I left behind. Uh, I'll show you my habits uh, I walked away from. Uh, I'll show you uh, the night I had to cry I'll show you the night it looked like it wasn't gonna get better I wasn't gonna make it I'll show you the night I walked out in the middle of the floor at three o'clock and said God is there any difference when are you coming through when are you gonna make a way do I have a witness in here I'll show you, I'll show you the times when the bills were standing higher than the money. But I said, Lord, I know you're working something out in my will. I'll show you the times I was misunderstood and I was rejected and I had to stand there hold my lips and keep my mouth shut couldn't even defend myself I'll show you my setbacks thank you Lord setbacks are merely setups for God to show you how he's able to deliver you if you know what I'm talking about look at somebody and just tell them I've had some setbacks Come on, look at somebody and tell them I've had some setbacks. See, everybody, I'm done. Everybody wants to talk about your successes. Your real power is in your setbacks. In fact, you can't really have a good success until you've had some setbacks. That's, that's really, that's really what makes you shout. Anybody who's ever watched a football game will tell you, and I'm not saying that just because the Dallas Cowboys won last night, but anybody, anybody, no pun intended, anybody who's ever watched a football game will tell you that a crowd explodes the best when things look like they're getting worse. And suddenly the game turns around and people they go ballistic. Am I right? That's why we come to church and we shout, we dance, we run around. And nobody will under, ever understand why we do all we do. We all become so exuberant now because they don't understand 
how we almost lost everything. We almost lost our mind. I'm not talking about Matilda. We almost lost our, our mind. We almost lost our joy. We almost lost our family. It looked like God just stepped in at the end and snatched us out. Anybody ever been snatched out? Snatched us out. We lost. We were about to lose everything. There's some mamas in here. I was going to say, I'm going to lose my baby. And I kept praying and kept crying, kept crying and kept praying, kept crying and praying, praying and crying, crying and praying. And God looked like to snatch my baby out of there. Jesus made a touchdown in our lives. The only thing I know is that my life just didn't happen. I know that there's a divine guidance above. His name is Jesus. Because Jesus said that my father, my father is the husband man. I know somebody's watching over me. I know he sees, he sees and he's invested in you. Did you hear what I said? He's invested in you. I know that even if the enemy did do something, he had to get the father's permission to do it. I know that I've got to learn how to be able to grow up in the midst of tears and still be weak. That I can wait for a climate, I can't wait for a climate control environment to prosper. I gotta prosper even when it's tough and rough. I got to learn how to function even among witches. I got to learn how to preach even when people hope that I choke while I'm preaching. Y'all not hear me. I got to be able to walk amongst hatred and controversy. I got to be able to bloom where God has planted me. be able to encourage myself just in case you don't encourage me. It depends on you to encourage me all the time. <laughs> Got to be able to encourage myself just in case you decide you don't want to help me. In case you don't believe in me, I got to believe in myself. Look at somebody say believe in yourself. Come on, look at somebody say believe in yourself. I feel God in here. Jesus, and I'm done. He's preparing his disciple for change. He's preparing his disciple for changes in this scripture. He said, All right, boys, preschool is over. He said, I'm going away. And you're going to go through some changes. And every time you think you got a little something going on, it's going to be some cutbacks. He said, but you got to trust me. You got to trust me even when you can't trace me. You got to maintain a good attitude. 
you got to see some cutbacks and know that there's going to be more in the comeback than there was in the setback. Look at somebody just tell them, you won't recognize me. Come on, tell them, you won't even recognize me. I know I don't look so good right now, but when I get through going through this little deal, just wait till next season. Come on, tell them, tell them, wait till next season. I know the rose bush don't look too good right now, you know. My grandmama, my grandma, I'm from Ohio originally. My grandma used to prune, and some of you mothers, you know what I'm talking about. My, my grandmama used to prune the rose bush. And when she got through with it, it looked so bad, it looked like the rose bushes they had, um, it looked like the rose bush had leprosy. It looked bad. But, but after the rain would fall on it a little bit and the sun would rise up on it a little bit, but she had to cut it, and one time, somebody came by and they was going to help mama cut the rose bush and she stopped her. no no stop 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 wait wait she said I know where to cut it I know where to cut it you see God knows where to cut you that's why you can't let just anybody go to whacking on you because they will cut you and kill you but God knows where to cut you touch somebody around you and tell them he knows where to cut you. He knows where to cut you. He, he knows when to pull you out of the fire. He, he knows when to pull that person out of your life. He knows when you can take it. He knows when you can stand it. He knows when you can take, take you through a test. He knows when to give you some rest. He knows when to leave you in a state of loneliness. He knows when you need somebody to call you on the cell phone. Look at somebody, he's telling me he knows, he just knows, he knows, he knows. Well, somebody said, somebody said, well, I don't want to take it no more and I don't want to be bothered with nobody, I don't want to be bothered with anybody or anything. And if they don't treat me right, I'm leaving there. And if they don't do such and such, I'm leaving. If they don't do this, I'm leaving the marriage. And if everything don't go right, I'm leaving this marriage and, and getting divorced. And if I don't, if it don't hurry up and get a little better, I'm going to leave the company. And things don't treat me in this neighborhood, I'm going to go to another neighborhood. I'm going to leave. And if things don't go right, I'm going to change parents. I'm, gonna, I'm leaving mama's house and go stay with grandmama there and if she don't treat me right I'm going to get another woman and, and if that man don't treat me I'm going to get another man and, and if he don't come in and bow down and see me when I'm going to fall shut up there are some things in order to get the full benefit you got to stick it out <laughs> oh, tell somebody, stick it out. Tell them, come on, come on, repeat, tell them, stick it out. You got to stick it out. And so Jesus said this. I know my time is out. Jesus said, when he was teaching, he said, no. He said, I don't know whether you're going to take this or not. But after I leave you, they're going to hate you. They're going to despise you. They're going to criticize you. Some of you are going to have to preach in basement, preach up under the trees, and preach in the woods, and some of you are going to have to preach on the run, and some of you are going to have to go through such crises that people who used to respect you, they're not going to respect you no more. 
Some people who used to say you were theologically astute, they're going to say you're mad and you lost your mind. And some of you are going to be separated from your family and your family are going to tell you that you've been brainwashed. They're going to tell you you lost your mind. They're going to say this and that. And every now and then, you're going to feel like quitting. You're gonna, you're gonna, can, can I be honest with y'all today? Can I be honest with y'all? Every now, let's be honest. Ain't nobody here but being you in the world. Every now and then you do feel like quitting. You say, Lord, look like living right doesn't pay. Look like treating people right doesn't pay. Look like opening up your heart doesn't pay. Look like the more I try to help people, it doesn't pay. The more they, they, they just use me and abuse me. It look like the more I try to serve you, the, the more stuff goes wrong. Before I pay this, here comes that. Before I deal with this, here comes something else. I just got through going through this test. Now I got another test. Got my children straight and now my body's acting crazy. And my body's straight. Now the marriage is sick and the devil is looking at you, sticking out his tongue and said, where is your God now? If you have faith, you will be going through all of this stuff. Uh, and if you're not careful, the devil get in your ear. Yes, he will. He'll get in your mind. But you got to cast the devil out your mind. Cast it out evil imagination and tell the devil devil you a liar come on come on say devil you a liar I'm going to stick it out somebody holler stick it out if you're going to stick it out tell somebody I'm going to stick it out I'm going to stick it out tell somebody I ain't going nowhere I'm going to stick it out in the balcony somebody holler stick it out on the floor tell them stick it out clap your hands and give God praise everybody stand to your feet come on open your mouth and give God praise but over your mouth and give him a praise. If you're going to stick it out, clap your hand. Time to go. Hey. That's the word. I feel like God had a word for this house today. If you were blessed by the word, clap your hands and praise God for his word. Maybe there's someone who does not know Jesus Christ. The enemy has played with your mind. You know, people think, oh, the devil's trying to steal my car, the devil wants my house, the devil trying to, he's not really after, he's not really after that. He, the devil don't want your car. He don't want your mind. He don't really, he really, he really wants your soul. That's just a distraction. If you don't know Jesus Christ, maybe you know him, but the devil's trying to distract you. I'm here to tell you, God is here to change things for you today. If you don't know Jesus Christ, first of all, I want to introduce you. I want to be loved to give, be given an opportunity to introduce you to Jesus Christ. I want you to come, be man enough, be woman enough to come down to the front. Amen. We have elders and ministers here that will introduce you to Jesus Christ. He said, my fellowship with God is broken. I beg you, I beg you to don't leave this Sunday without getting to know my best friend. He'll change things for you. He'll turn your life around. Won't he do it, Wesley? Won't God change you? Come on, somebody else. Get in the balcony. Come on down. Come on down in the back. Come on, young lady. I am talking to you, young man. Come on, come on, brother. Come on, come on. Somebody's coming right now. Somebody's coming right now. Somebody's coming right now. Somebody's coming to Jesus Christ right now. 
Come on, somebody's coming to Jesus. Oh, this is beautiful. Somebody's coming. To, come on, come on, come on. Come on, sir. Come on. Yes, you, you, come on. Come on, young lady. Come on. Somebody's coming right now. Jesus can change your life. Start praying with them and lead them to the Lord right now. Elders, elders, amen. Come on, come on. Oh, look at her. Her and her baby coming. Look at her. Come on, come on. Come on, I say, don't take this for granted. Come on, don't take this for granted. Come on, come on, somebody else. Come on, everybody, start praising God for these souls that are coming to the Lord. Come on, let's, come on. Come on. Woo. Glory to God. Yes, sir, come on. Look at, oh, heaven is rejoicing right now. Heaven is rejoicing right now. Come on, brother. We're waiting just for you. Yes, sir, come on. Oh, heaven is rejoicing. West A, come on, let's celebrate these souls coming to the Lord. Come on, I need a praise in church in here. I need a praise in church. Look at these souls coming to the Lord. Look at these souls. Come on, from the balcony. You said it's a long walk. Come on. We got time for you to come from the balcony. Come now, come now, come now, come now, come now. Saints, I believe if we praise God, God will give us another harvest of souls. If we praise God, God will give us a harvest of souls this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Oh, come on, young lady. Come on. That's right. Come on. Come now. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. West A, here's another one. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Saints, just point your hands in this direction. Somebody else, you can come now. We've got time for you. Hallelujah. You have made the best decision that you will ever make in your life. A step towards Jesus Christ. I don't care what you've done. How long you've been doing it, who you've been doing it, doesn't matter. Let me assure you, Jesus really loves you. He loves you. He loves you. It's not about what people think about you. It's about what he knows about you. He knows everything about you, and yet he loves us in spite of who we are. I'm so glad. I want you to do me a favor. Lift your hands to heaven, and we do this out of a surrender. We're just surrendering our lives to him. I want you to repeat these words after me. It's a simple prayer. I said, Lord Jesus, here I am, standing in your presence. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all of my sins. I confess and forsake everything that's not like you. And by faith, I receive you into my life. And right now, I thank you for saving me and changing me. If you believe that, as simple as that, you are a part of the body of Christ. Come on, let's celebrate them. Is there somewhere that they can go? We're going to follow this person right there. Who's gonna, who are they going to follow? They got some information they need to share with you. Got some information they need to share. Follow, follow that young man with the American flag. And this young man there. Come on, come on, West State. Let's celebrate them. Come on, Wesley. Come on, come on. 
Come on, West Day. Put those hands together. Give a thump applause. Come on, West Day. Come on. Listen, listen. Bishop Blake, Pastor Charles Blake did not ask me to do this. I just want to challenge your faith to sow a seed into the ministry. This is, this, I just feel impressed. I want everyone, how many were blessed? How many heard God speaking directly to you in the word today? Amen. I want to challenge every person in here, every person in here that can sow at least a $100 seed, at least a $100 seed today to do that. Every person that can sow at least a $100 seed to do that today, a $100 seed. A one, I, want to, I know it's a stretch for many of you. I know, but I want to challenge. I think, I believe God is up to something here in West Angeles. I don't hear nobody. How many believe God is up to something? Yes, yes, yes. God is up to something. I'm going to challenge your faith. I'm going to challenge your faith. I want every person, every person that can and will to stand with us, to stand with that $100 seed. Stand with us with that $100 seed. And those who can't, listen, those who can't, I'm going to ask you to sow a seed, a $53 seed. Stand with us very quickly. Stand with us very quickly, very quickly. This is a sacrificial, somebody says sacrifice. Sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. Tell somebody I'm going to the next level. I'm going to the next level. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on very quickly, very quickly. I've got to sow into this ministry. This is good ground. Tell somebody, this is good ground here. This is good ground here. This is good ground. It's good ground, good ground here. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, in the balcony. I see you in the balcony. There's some more people that can stand. So if you don't have that amount that we asked for, get the closest that you have. The closest that you have. I want you to come and stand. It's going to be planted on the altar, Pastor Blake. Just come and plant that seed on the altar very quick. My time is, I'm way over my time. Come on. I come from wherever you are with that seed, that sacrifice. This is what I want you to say. There I go again. Believe in God. Just plant that seed. I'm going to pray over it. Father, I command blessings upon these, your people, that cannot be denied. Do something miraculous, Lord. Some are giving and making great sacrifices. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, it is so. Amen. Come on. From the balcony, all over. When you plant your seed, I want you to say these words. There I go again, believe in God. Come on, put those hands together. Every person, every person in the building. I know I'm way over my time. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor.